Okay, hey everyone. Welcome back to Chapter Chumps. We're your chumps here to talk some chapters. Um, today, we are going to be discussing chapters six and seven of The Fellowship of the Ring by Jur Tolkien. Uh, so that's going to be The Old Forest and excitingly, we are going to be talking about the chapter In the House of Tom Bombadil. In Tom Bombadil, guys. What a house it is. <laughs> so I I've mean, been hearing about Tom for months in just Reddit comments. Of, like before we just even decided we were going to start reading his book. It's like, I don't know who the hell this person is because I've only seen the movies. And I don't remember anyone being as essential to the story as the comments made it sound. Is this guy not in the movie? He's not in the Peter Jackson movies. No. I don't know about the animated movie. That's right. I don't, I don't either. But that is the first thing. You know, it, 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 anyone who has read the books, and if they're talking to someone who's only seen the movies, the first thing they will bring up unfailingly is Tom Bombadil. So I've been hearing about him for like my whole life, it feels like. <laughs> People just love to he's, bring up Tom fucking Bombadil. He's kind if you of don't a know legend, him. like a myth. Kind of. Yeah. Is he a man, though? I mean, he kind of is in the story, too, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that's, uh, that's the chapters that we are going to be talking about today. I only just finished reading. Um, like, when we... When we- logged into the, the yeah I, I joined i joined the chat and i was still reading the last page so i was yeah i was just wrapping up um, to be fair though we did move up our recording day by a day we did i don't know if that would have made a difference or in what i would have done or we moved it back six days i don't know we missed last week yeah that, that's true yeah so we're early but we're also like keeping track but um but yes probably not we had uh we had a break we had a break, and I've spent the entire time on the Chapter Chumps Twitter just talking about Star Wars. And, he's, uh, he's talking trash. Did you did you actually watch Andor yet? Or no, no, oh. I didn't. <laughs> but I did play a lot of Hollow Knight, so okay. one of those things was true. Did you finish your reading for your other book? I didn't read a single goddamn page. Hell yeah! <sighs> so um, I managed to yeah. finish a, a like a sketch project I've been working on. I. I, I uh, did a little bit of writing. I got my reading done for this, and I managed to get stuff done, even though I'm working. Uh, yeah, and Josh. A week. No wonder you're burnt out. You know. Oh, I'm definitely burned out. I oh man, I'm taking a vacation next month. So. Yeah. Also, I my, just, uh, also took my it easy. Died. Yeah. Shit. Shit's hitting the fan in my life. But Shit's I'm, hitting the I'm, fridge. I'm, yeah, uh, but I'm making it through. Nova and I have, thank God the weather's been nice. If if it was still like February weather, where it was like cold and rainy like it was this year, I, I probably wouldn't be in as good of a headspace as I am right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm glad it's been nice out today too. I, I did some reading outside today, which was nice. Um, yeah. Can These you chapters are cool. I keep getting distracted by like bugs and shit around me when I try to read outside for a long period of time um well there aren't probably just aren't as many bugs where i am considering maybe 
you know, the city is just like paved over everything, you know. Just Fair. rats. Yeah, <laughs> just Fair. rats. And if I go, if I if I ever go somewhere where it's not buggy, like super buggy, it's also it then it becomes like not great environment wise. Like usually when I find myself reading outside, it's either on the back porch or it's like in Florida at my grandparents' place where it's 100 degrees and humid. Yeah, I was just in my backyard. I mean, so. I think that's the way to do it. And then that way, if it sucks, you can just go inside. So yeah, yeah. But there's so many bugs where I am. It's just yeah. Yeah. I love anyway. reading outside, and I love bugs. That's kind of just being contrarian for those who can't tell. No, I mean, I, I, I honestly got do. I, I love reading outside. It's very, very fun. But I mean, some bugs are. Some bugs I have issue with, but I, I think the majority of bugs I'm okay with being mm. near. But, I mean, some are, are not good. Yeah, I, I got a lot of... What, what's an example of a bug that's a problem for you, Connor? Um, uh, the death centipede that crawled up my leg at your house when, when we were kids. Uh. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the thing is, is I don't really yeah, remember I that. I said it but, a bunch. But you, right, you bring yeah. it up with enough regularity I that <laughs> I, I I know that a, that happened to you. It was a formative memory, so I I um that that always I, I'm sure it was awful. I mean, freaks me out. The, and the thing is too is like I don't um I felt like I didn't It's funny that that's your memory cuz I don't really have memories of like encountering those centipedes much when I was younger where we were. But then when I moved to Albany, they were like all over the place. Mm. I would see those things you know, often enough that like I, they were like my sworn enemy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking hate those things to to this day. Like, like how centipedes have their really long legs and. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. 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 I've maybe seen one in my house, like ever, and it disappeared before I could kill it. So yeah, it's probably still out there. But what I keep getting are stink bugs. Those just find their way in somehow, even if the house has been closed up, like literally sealed, for months like one just showed up yesterday hmm. and it's just like what the hell how did you how did you get in here you don't want to uh, know no so i usually either vacuum them up and or i or i manage to get them on like a piece of paper and just throw them out the window or something oh you should teach nova to eat them she tried to but they she didn't spot this one uh. or like there there's a there's a smaller bug flying around that's that's where the training too. comes in <laughs> Well, yeah, it's also, you, you it's also bring like back, bring it back to obedience school and be yeah. like, teach her how to eat bugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like six or seven feet in the uh, up the wall too, so it's like she wasn't reaching that. Um, Not with that attitude. No. All right, so um, let's talk about uh, chapter six and seven. I um, yeah, before we go, wow, too much tangent. Oh, wow, six and I don't have, seven. I don't have a lot of notes. On these chat, partly because I had to read really fast, and partly because didn't feel like there was a lot for me to take down again. So who knows what we're in store yeah. for? But um, well, how about this, guys? We'll we'll start off here, okay? Um, th- this is going to be something that we we won't be able to answer until um, next episode. But um, I'll, I'll start off with a question: Why was six afraid of seven? And stop it, Josh. Do not say a word. We will revisit this question. We will revisit this question uh, next episode after having read chapters 8 and 9. And uh, we'll we'll get your answers, okay? 
And listeners, you can write in with your answers. Again, the question is, why was six afraid of seven? All right. Okay. You're not going to remember to vis- revisit that question. <laughs> oh, I'm not the host. That's not my job. It's going to be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. It's not my Even job. Even if I remembered, I'm not going to say anything. So. All right. Well, then that, that would be you not doing your job, not me. So. Okay. All right. That's fun. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, chapter six. Remember was, that uh, um, segment that, that I used to do where, where I, I would rate the snack I was eating? That the all thing that you did once. I think, yeah, and it was, it was, you, no, you ate like, like nacho cheese pork yeah. rinds, and they were like the most disgusting, were, gnarly ass fucking thing you ever were very ate. Gross. Um, I don't have a snack tonight, so I, we can't do that. But I just, <laughs> I just remembered. I thought, I thought we were trying to get rid of the, like the segments. Or is it we just are. The, we, we we've all been bullshit we are, too long in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, here we are talking much. about our talking about our weeks. Talking about Connor's fucking snacks. Oh yeah, do you remember when we went around adding and a talked stupid question Remember when we, when we went around in a circle and talked about our weeks? You know what what pisses me off about this is the the first episode when we were starring Fellowship. I was like, hey, I'm gonna mention that we're not doing this anymore, and Connor's like, I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, now it's too late. Oh, criminy. You know, because <laughs> he won't. He won't edit. And now, now here we fucking are. Who cares, right? You know who? Whatever. Oopsies. Uh. <laughs> Did I do that? Uh, Chapter fucking six, okay? I missed you guys. The old fucking forest. I missed you guys too. I know. I, I was um as much as I loved having like uh just a shit ton of time off to pretty much just fuck around and do nothing. And, yeah. I, I did forget that um you know, I did forget at first that we weren't podcasting that Tuesday and I was like looking forward to it. I was like, hell yeah, like I'm off all day i just chill out end my day with a podcast like this is gonna be sick and then you're like oh shit i didn't read yeah yeah i know i <laughs> i did bring my book with me on vacation but i did not read it yeah well that that's okay just hopefully means uh you had a, a really good vacation so i did oh oh my god oh guys oh my god i forgot um there was a place in montreal i think it was that i really wanted to go to um because it was what was that sensing a butt well i didn't we I, we didn't end up going there because it, it it looked very lame but um the the name of the place was called lay hobbit <laughs> i swear to god yeah that's pretty funny I sw- and i was like we have to go and then we i mean we just didn't go but because it looks yeah. like it was like it's like an upscale restaurant that has like nothing to do with the hobbit so i was like what the fuck why is yeah. it called lay hobbit <laughs> does hobbit mean something else in french There's nothing to do with the hobbit that'd be that'd be funny yeah Hobbit. Hmm. oh it it was in quebec city actually but still was it spelled h-o-b-b-i-t yes it was it's just called the Hobbit. Yeah. According to Google Translate, at least, which has given Maybe, me some, uh, some interesting results trying to translate some anime when I was I was watching this weekend. Maybe the three of us can go to Late Hobbit um, at the end of our, our reading journey together here. Please, let's do it. And we could do, we said, remember, we said, like, we might dress up like wizards and elves and shit yeah. and... And then we can all take we can bath. all take a road trip to Quebec City and, and then we'll go take to a bath in the hotel after. The, yeah, and then we'll have our Hobbit night. day and we'll yeah. all take a bath together. 
perfect. You know, not together, together, but like you know. But separate tubs next to each other in the same room. Yeah, right. Like you know, we'll we'll be in the same like room. Like yeah, and we will be naked as well. Gourmet yeah. French meals mm. with filet mignon at sizable wine list. Oh my god, chapter fucking six. The old fucking forest. The fucking old forest. Holy shit. We need yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so so um where we last left off was um Frodo and Mary and Pippin, um, and even fatty fucking Bolger, you know, all all going to sleep after having talked about their um their plans, like Mary was like, yeah, Frodo, we know about the ring and everything else, and we already have a plan set up to go with you, and and Fatty's going to stay behind, you know, pretend to be you and wear your clothes and live in your <laughs> yeah. house, like, and um, so so uh, this chapter, chapter six, opens with um, Frodo waking up, and, you know, um, the gang kind of gets ready together, they have their breakfast, whatever, they set off. They go to the old forest. That's what they need to cut through. Or or rather, they need to get to the old forest. They they make it to the edge of the Shire. They go through this gate and they, they officially they officially make it out of the Shire. It took seven chapters. Yeah. Six Mary chapters. Even, Sorry. Mary even says something like, Oh, you know, this is like the official end of the Shire or something after they uh, shut the, the little gate there. Um, yep. And then that's when they continue on through uh, the old forest. Um, they say that there's like these rumors of the trees being alive and like, you know, and strange dangers that, that lurk about, you know. So they're a little on edge. Ultimately, it doesn't seem that bad, but um, after they're traveling, um, Mary and Pippin get eaten by a tree. Um, a willow, old man willow. Yes. And then Sam and Frodo are like, what the fuck? Um, and so they're like shouting for help. And then Tom Bombadil shows up and rescues them. And then he's like, you should come back to my house. For dinner. And yeah, great. We can have dinner together and you can rest up and we can talk about what the fuck is going on here. Um, and that's it. Yeah. And he doesn't save them in in just any way, not in like a regular normal way that like a normal guy would save them. No, he uh, <laughs> he sings. He sings yeah. at the tree. He's a singing fool. He's always singing. He's almost always singing. Yeah, yeah. Tolkien just he he sucked all the songs from the beginning of the book and just condensed them into Tom Bombadil. It is really funny that we had been talking about like, wow, like how how relatively restrained Tolkien's been in his songwriting, and then yeah, it's like here's it's the all here's the here. character who only sings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to point out the first seven chapters take place entirely within this first map after the prologue, before chapter one starts. Like that is interesting. I feel yeah, like, like um. We like I think with the end of the when they leave Tom Bobbiel's house in the end of the chapter seven, uh, just to get ahead a little bit. Um, oh no, they're still at his house. But yeah, so in seven chapters we haven't left this fucking map yet. Yeah, and yeah, we're maybe uh, a quarter of the way through the book. Yeah, in my uh, copy chapter seven ended on page one forty five. So uh, yeah, pretty I'm good chunk uh, through it. 
I'm on 168 out of like 506 or something. So yeah. Hmm. One of the things I noticed right away um, was the I mean the fat phobia with uh, <laughs> with. What, what, what's fatty? his face? Fatty, yeah, his name's Fatty, of course. Yep. Um, <laughs> You're blanking on the guy's yeah, I know. name. Uh, it's just fatty. It was pretty hardcore. Uh, I forget what it exactly was, but it was just like... <laughs> no, I, I remember because like, oh. I, I wrote it down. And I think it's on the first page of Chapter 6. Mary says, and wake that sluggard, Fatty. Yes, yes sluggard, yep. sluggard, yes. Yep. Oh, my, my God. My, my note is, now here's Mary with the weather. Uh, it's pre-sunrise, it's foggy, uh, breakfast in 10, and 100% chance of Fatty being a sluggard. Yep. Mm. Yes. That's a great word, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's great if you want to, like, make someone feel like shit and disparage yes. their entire being. I yeah. mean, it is pretty brutal. And after like, that was said, I, I was Bamba just like... Even called a sluggard. Yeah, true. Um, fatty Bulger, like, his last name has to be Bulger. You know, like it just sounds bad. Fatty is not bad enough. <laughs> His last name has to be Bulger. Like you're bulging out of your clothes or something because you're so yeah. fat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, just how fat was Tolkien imagining this guy? Like I was just picturing like a, like a I don't know. I guess like a, a relatively, you know, fat yeah, like husky hobbit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. But also it's like, like three feet tall, so it's like. Am I meant to imagine like this, you know, humongous, you know, disgusting, like slob hobbit, a slobbit, if you will, assume a spherical hobbit. (laughs) That's a physics joke. (laughs) I'm sure. I don't know why that made me laugh more. (laughs) You said it, but yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 obviously we all took note of that. Like we've kind of been looking for it anyways, but, um, can, can I, can I petition to call this episode a supospherical hobbit? <laughs> you can petition to, to call the episode description that for sure. Okay. Whoever's writing it, just putting it out there. That's I thought Connor. It was funny. That's Connor for you. <laughs> He's not writing write, anything down. Write that in the chat so I can know how to spell it. Spherical? spherical? No, didn't you say wasn't it something spherical? Assume a spherical oh, hobbit. Assume, assume. Okay, assume. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was like sumo spherical or something, which is oh, even funnier oh, it's oh, sumo. Yeah. Sumo <laughs> spherical. <laughs> I, I thought well, that was like, like really, oh really wide. Yeah, sumo spherical. Like yeah. <laughs> right, like like as if spherical wasn't enough. Yeah, that's like that's like extra spherical. <laughs> yeah, sluggard spherical. Jeez. <laughs> sumo <laughs> spherical. That's fucking that's that, just like really stupid. That was that, scary. That's yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I did miss you guys. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh but on page the next page after that, um they're actually like on the east road and like they get through these bars and that's when sorry that that's when uh fatty basically says goodbye everyone i'm going home yes um and presumably we will never hear from him again uh but he does make a point of saying uh that he's going to tell gandalf or no he, he he's told to uh Tell Gandalf, to tell Gandalf where, off yeah. which direction they went. And I just get this feeling, he's just gonna 
tell the one of the dark writers that or black writers that uh, they went in this direction, thinking that the black writer scanned off. Like I just mm. get the feeling he's gonna screw up somehow and really fuck over the party. Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of interesting, but um, even Fatty should know the difference because I think Gandalf is kind of well known in the uh, the Shire. You think so? Yeah, but, but there could, there, I mean, th- there could be some some magic going on here where somebody can can um, uh, believably uh, pose as Gandalf by some magical means or something, you know. That'd maybe. be a and very dangerous game, I assume. Fatty wouldn't uh, know any better, so I don't. We'll, we'll see. But it yeah. would be very like Tolkien to have you know like the fat fuck character to blame for the <laughs> for the trouble. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, logically think. Logically speaking, I don't think we're going to hear from Fatty except maybe a passing reference that he died off screen or something of a heart attack. Oh my um, god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I just have a feeling that he's gonna point the black riders in their direction, intent like accidentally somehow, or just get found out. I don't know, but it, it's just a feeling I have. I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, like you're like you're saying, because um, he definitely has some. Uh, I don't know some. He- fire toward you know it's like yeah why not make him you know not only fat but um also the one who fucks everything up yeah i mean that was kind of what what bomber was in the hobbit he he kept literally becoming dead weight yeah and in the movie he just fucking died (laughs) yeah yeah true so the the animated movie for those who may just be tuning in not not the peter jackson movies Right. I mean, unless they do that, too. But we just don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, you're right. We'll find out someday. Yeah. So that that um, that line was uh, like it did stand out to all of us. Um, It's one of those things like it really it's not really that like it bothers me. You know, I don't really even like think of like Tolkien any less or like, oh, wow. I think we're making mountains out of molehills. It is. It is just funny to see like how prevalent it is. You know, like that's the one thing that he's that he's chosen. And it's like, all right, you know, I guess whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like all the rage. It's it's uh it's it's a pretty you know not nice thing um coming from Tolkien but I mean compared to his contemporaries it's it's like there's a lot of worse things that yeah a lot of famous authors I mean, wrote about you know making fun of you know fat people and finding them comedic never went away either you know it's it's not like um it's not even really like it's like oh yeah well it was a different time it's like you know that's think of like how many movies you know that that have been made in our lifetimes that you know it's just been like yeah you know well he's a fat guy so that's why he's funny yeah that's uh yeah yeah i know that's uh that's still big is all i'm saying you know like that's just how it is um not how it is where it's like we should just accept it and fat people are inherently funny to laugh at like not that but you know it's like we haven't really we haven't really like progressed like past that it's not even like oh yeah this is like from 1950 whatever this is in the past it's like not really it's just part of the same like through line 
ultimately yeah. at, at a different time. Yeah, that's so. that's probably the last joke that the that those darn SJWs will come for. <laughs> yeah, but we still you got it. You so tell Pride out of our cold dead hands. weren't we weren't we saying uh last episode or an episode ago or something like uh cancel to- that was because of Fatty Bulger. Was oh we was were it? saying like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah we were saying like justice for Fatty we need to cancel yes. the Tolkien yes. estate because yes. of yes. all the uh, I I mean there was some shit at the end of the last chapter too it's everywhere every time they mentioned Fatty that, Bulger that they didn't you know? catch on <laughs> I know what the fuck you know we need to get um Elon on it yeah uh, that would really. Just, tweet at him and then he'll respond with like looking into it that's or, true that we could say anything important. he'd be like wow wow i hadn't heard about that yeah you exactly. know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah gotta check that out that's a good plan i think <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to uh to get noticed yeah um making fun of people who like star wars online it hasn't been working so <laughs> gotta change up our tactics i guess i think you're doing good our our engagement is through the roof yeah, but that hasn't changed any any things in terms of our, our likes or our follower account. No, but you just but people but looking at our shit and just, just being like, "Wow, fuck that guy!" You gotta keep, <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to keep it going because eventually it will. Yeah, the barrier will break. Mm. How long have we been talking? Like forty-five minutes. Twenty-five. 25 yeah oh geez okay not bad i was gonna say the only thing we've we've really talked about is uh nothing and fatty (laughs) bullshit so So, um yeah um what uh what uh, i i mean i guess what i thought was interesting here um was like you know there's rumors that the forest is freaky and you know they even go so far as to say like there's tales of the trees moving and stuff and um you know uh i'm not gonna really shout out specifics here but as someone who's seen the movies like i thought that was actually a line of foreshadowing for something that um like I, I thought it was i thought it was a reference to something that you know may happen in the future um but then it's just like immediately like no you know we the the trees the trees do like move move um and like not only that because there's this line um i can go back and find it more too but um when when Tom Bombadil is the first time he starts like recounting just like telling a story and falling asleep at the same time and he, he it, it goes through like this kind of stream of consciousness almost like nonsensical story um, wait is this the second chapter oh fuck yeah um, I, I am going too far ahead you're right Oh, well, anyways, I mean, those things are linked because we'll we'll get to talk more about why the trees are moving and shit like that. You're right. In the next chapter. I don't mean to go too far ahead. Um, but, yeah, just, just the fact that they move at all um, was uh, I don't know. Give well, I, I guess I don't have anything. Else, I don't have anything else to say about it until we get to the next chapter. because well, That's really what I want to talk about. Yeah, but, yeah. For me, um. Whilst reading this chapter, I I, I kind of came to the realization that I think that this is ha- it, this is the hardest chapter for me to get through. I think so far, it was just like walking through the woods. Oh, these there's these subtle changes to the woods. Kind of weird, but we keep walking. I, it was just kind of like 
All right, well, this is a weird path in the woods. We're walking around for hours, whatever. And then it's not until the very end when shit goes down that it got yeah. interesting. Then the next chapter is um, is 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 great. Uh, but but this one this this was a, a tougher one for me. Yeah, you're right. Um, there was just a lot of like description of uh, the landscape and all that, and um, I felt like it you know, was at least, at least when, overdone yeah. for my taste, at least. Yeah, and I felt like even when Tolkien was doing that more, like in the previous chapters, like he kind of cut it up better with like the Black Riders being in pursuit, you know, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of felt like there's these moments of like tension, and then like you know. Um, like safety Mm -hmm. but yeah here here it really did feel like and it's funny because to hear you describe it where it's like oh they're they're walking in the woods and things are getting kind of weird you know that's like the Blair Witch Project you know where it's like people (laughs) Mm -hmm. think that movie's super scary but it's really just walking around doing nothing for like two hours and then at the end for you know like one minute something actually happens like I'm just saying yeah never saw the movie (laughs) I, I uh, you know, it it was fine, but um, but yeah, not you know, I I kind of felt how you guys felt during the the like a couple of the earlier chapters where where it kind of felt like, you know, kind of encyclopedic. This just kind of felt like I was like looking at a map or something. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a passage where they start literally falling asleep, and uh, <laughs> so it's like it. I don't think anyone was really like. This is Rip Roaring Adventure Time. It's just like, yeah, they're. I mean, if in their case, they're just. Uh, there's some influence causing them to fall asleep, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my note here is, oh, it's me when I when I read my chapters. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to stop reading it. Uh, with reading uh, near the uh, Withywindle. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a feeling you were going to mention uh, something about that, Josh, because I, I even thought that I, I actually thought about you, too, when I was reading this. I was like, <laughs> totally Josh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I mean, part of it is I'm just not getting the amount of sleep I need. And part of it is I like to stretch out and lie down when I read. So if I'm on a couch, I I was actually reading on my guest bed this week. So that was just double whammy went from uh, it's a comfy bed. I like that. Yeah, it is really comfy, and uh, maybe try walking while reading. Oh no, I don't have the room for that. <laughs> no, just down the street. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's safe, totally safe. Let's do that. Um, but I, I did it last week. I'm sorry, uh, two two. The the chapters we read before this one, I was mm-hmm. reading in that room again. Uh, it was like the first like really sunny weekend we'd ever had this year. So it was like there was direct sunlight on me when I was reading, and that was rather nice because there were no bugs inside. <laughs> but I was also getting sun. Um, this weekend was not as sunny, so it didn't work as well. And I just, I think I spent about two hours in like that half asleep, like dream state where you know you're trying to read the book, but it's like your brain is somewhere so completely different, you're not even sure what's real. Yeah, whenever I'm reading and I'm in that headspace, I, I can never, I never finish what I'm reading. And then when I go back, I never remember what I read. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know I read this, but like, I just had no memory of it. Yeah. Like, I need to reread this. That happened to me like three or four times over the course of like two hours. Like, I, I reread the same part about like Frodo 
and the hobbits doing something. I don't even remember what part it was now, but probably bathing together. Moving on. Um, and it was just like, then my brain would go to some completely different daydream or real, real dream. I don't know what it was anymore. So then I actually woke up and finished the chapter. I was like, huh? Oh, fuck. There's another chapter. <laughs> and then yeah. I read that in like a half hour. Yeah, we'll have, there's uh, some interesting dream sequences to read in the next chapter as well, actually, too, or to, yeah. to bring up. So, it, I don't know. It sounds like, do we really just, like, do we not have anything to say about this chapter? Because if we don't, like, um, we don't need to sit here and be like, yeah, I don't, I got fucking nothing. Like, we can just <laughs> move on, but. Well, we, we got Tom Bobadil actually showing up, and I think, I think this is the part that people are like, oh, so this is why, this is why people say Tom Bobadil's. Uh, the real hero of the story because he saved Mary and Pippin from getting eaten by a tree mm. and like stopping them like stopping them from getting stuck in the, the old forest yeah um, what's the other note I wrote something about uh... oh you really you really can't read your own handwriting I, uh, no not at this point hmm <laughs> I must have been still half asleep. No, but uh, I was trying to remember what this meant. But yeah, I, there was some weird old language that was used here where it's like, uh, but evidently Mary was aroused. Okay, I did also take a note about that too. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, keep it in your pants, Mary, or keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Tom Bobadil just like sings to and beats up the tree and saves the day. And then sings off into the distance yeah the come follow him yeah mary dell mary doll mary hey mary ho yep. he's, he's just um he's like the ultimate you know weird little guy <laughs> he's not as little as a hobbit but he's not as big as a like regular guy either big so, yeah you know it's like what's his deal and then we kind of like learn what his deal is and kind of he's, he's even weirder He's like a fae spirit, as far as I can tell. He's just like, like half elf, half, just like, guy who's been there all, just always been there, and just a part of the land. Sort of. Um, yeah, but uh, but Tom Bombadil showing up here at the end of the chapter. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was cool. We had already mentioned like, yeah, you know, Josh and I had heard of this guy before, um, and it was like yeah now he's here and it's like okay let's see what this guy's deal is and he, yeah he's just like a weirdo um connor have you ever heard of tom bombadil before um i i, I feel like i recognize the name but that's as far as as it goes i i don't know could this be a familiar name to me or maybe i've heard it somewhere but yeah. um <clears throat> but no i mean he he was a a surprise to me nice um, yeah, and just like he is a surprise to Frodo and Sam and the rest of the gang. How, so and, uh, yeah. how do you feel about this guy? Because, I mean, he, he is, uh, you know, obviously one of the more fantastical characters in, in the book so far. And, uh, I mean, 
you know, I know at, at certain points you've been uh, critical of all all the singing, critical of of, mm-hmm. of the you know more magical things, especially the animals talking. I know this is different, but <laughs> it isn't yeah. like that realm of magic. So, d- does yeah. it feel right to you, or is it something that takes you out a little bit? What What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a good. It's a fair question, um, and I. Even though I've heard about this guy for so long, like it, he does kind of feel tonally a little bit different. I think to what happens um, prior in the fellowship. But like one, you know, I'm still waiting to see how this pans out, and it really doesn't bother me. You know what I did? What I did think about, and the way that I wanted to put it was, he feels like a character that like should have been in the Hobbit. Mm. And he, like, wandered over into <laughs> the Lord of the Rings somehow. Yeah. Because he would, he would be right at home as a Hobbit character, you Absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. Singing yeah. and being a weird little mystical dude in, in the forest, you know, like... Um, He'd be in the yeah. uh, central role in the Lay Hobbit musical. <laughs> yeah, so, so in some ways it almost feels like, you know, maybe some connective tissue between the Hobbit and, and the Lord of the Rings, like... Um, and I even wonder, like, are we really, like, leaving next chapter? Like, are, is he just here for this and then he's done? Like, I got no clue what this guy's deal is or then you he's back in the story. Or, um, it would be very he? funny I, to me. It would be very funny at, to me if he was just a two-chapter Charlie, you know? And just, <laughs> and we just, we just never see him again. He's just, yeah. like, a weird little, you know, little moment on yeah. the adventure. A two-chapter chump. <laughs> yeah, two-chapter chump. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, essentially, that's that's my. I think he. I think he is weird, and I do think he's a little out of place. But like, um, I don't know. I guess he's supposed to feel that way. Like he's not like some normal dude. Like like Josh was saying, you know, even the hobbits are like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" Like, so um, maybe that's just how you're supposed to feel. You know. Maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do we just go fully talk about chapter seven in the House of Tom Bombadil? I mean, I um, I think so. I don't really have anything left to say. Yeah, I'm, about I'm ready. The first yeah. chapter. Yeah, I'm first ready. chapter was pretty pretty straightforward. So yeah, a uh, straightforward chapter of getting lost again over and over in the woods. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess it is worth, (laughs) you know, explicitly saying and talking about how um, this guy, Tom Beetlejuice, uh, (laughs) showed up in the nick of time and sang to a tree, sang in a tree's hole to (laughs) to release the two boys that were sucked up into the tree's hole. One of Um, them was one of whom was aroused. Yeah. Yes. So that's all worth noting. You're right. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, you know, like right away, we're kind of it's 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 kind of like oh, we've we've kind of entered this 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 magical man's world a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And he just says like, "Come follow me, follow me," and they kind of just follow the sound of his singing as far as they can, and then eventually they get to his house and come sail away, come sail. Away. Yeah. And then that's that's when we get into uh, the next chapter in yeah. the house of Tom Bombadil. Um, let's just take a quick five before we jump in and discuss this chapter. Perfect. Type five. I'm okay. going to go whiz. Go for it. Make some popcorn. 
Word. Okay, so chapter seven in the house of Tom Bombadil. Um, Frodo, Sam, Mary, and Pippin. Um, smooth. They, uh, they, they, like Connor said, they follow the sound of Tom Bombadil singing and they, they make it to his house. They see the area is like really well kept, well taken care of. Things are mowed, trimmed, you know, um, looks like a really homely place. Um, the, you know, not, not like a homely, not like a homely place, but like, you know, <laughs> it's a home. The, the aspects of home are there. Yeah. Um, and when uh, when they enter the house, um, there's a woman there, and her name is Goldberry. Is that right? Pretty sure yes. I got that right. Fair Lady um, Goldberry. Yes. You know they're awestruck by her beauty and her grace, and um, she's the daughter of the river, and it's like what like. Um, yes, this is where I was getting like the the Faye, yeah, kind of vibe from Tom and her. Yeah, she, I mean, I mean like, she's really like, upfront about it. Like, she doesn't, um, she's not coy. Like, she's not trying to hide, or you know, she's like, oh yeah, yep. me, I'm the river daughter. Like, yep, she's a mermaid. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she she sets up dinner for them and everything. Tom Bombadil comes out. You know they they share a meal. Uh, they relax. They're merry. Um, Tom has like an, a whole other like uh, setup for them to clean themselves. Tolkien really loves to like tell you all the details that goes into like how they're you know specifically able to take care of themselves and their hygiene and you know what they eat and like um so he really gets into like the nitty-gritty of like you know sometimes you read a book and i feel like you know you'll get far enough in it and then eventually you'll be like do these characters ever eat you know you, you ever <laughs> think about that when you're like watching something or reading something uh, oh yeah we know when the hobbits eat right exactly and tolkien is like that's half the story dude so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- it's two chapters since the last meal at the at Farmer Baggins Mushroom Farm. Well, I mean there was that, but I thought maybe even in, oh yeah they in had breakfast six and, yeah they had chapter six they had breakfast you're right yeah it even talks about when they they do that and I think when they climb up that hill they even stop and have like a lunch there or something um, yeah you're right yeah Tolkien's just always mentioning their 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 eating um, habits and and their schedule. Uh, which you know, I think is kind of nice. Um, They're hungry boys. But it is funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, most of what happens here is is um, the the hobbits get to recuperate and rest up. But you know, they learn some things, and there are some strange things that goes down too. You know, both Goldberry and Tom are like, hey, if you hear anything weird at night, like, just don't worry about it. And it's like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like I wouldn't have if only one of you mentioned it, but it just seems odd that you both made it a point, too, you know? <clears throat> and then, of course, some weird shit happens where they, they do hear a bunch of weird stuff at night. Everyone has weird dreams, except for Sam. 
Um, yep. And then we get like another part where Tom Bombadil like goes through like this whole story that is like more of a recollection of like the history of Middle Earth than than anything else. And then I guess like really fascinatingly, we get um, Tom Bombadil and his his knowledge of Frodo's journey and his interaction with the One Ring. Um, yeah, it's a very and interesting scene. From that from that point, that kind of wraps up the chapter where you know they talk about okay, you know, this is probably where you should head out from here, the direction you should go watch out for barrow whites which are like you know fucking undead ghouls and it's like okay okay right exactly it's like okay didn't know uh, that was a thing but a thank you for the warning yeah so um yeah right it's like the fucking the second you step out of the shire it's like yeah no uh you should not leave the shire like yeah everything's trying to kill you yeah so um so yeah we, we get a lot more of tom bombadil stuff here he has a lot of weird interesting things to say some some weird interesting things happen I, I think especially with their dreams the hobbits dreams even though I, I don't have too much to say about it but I definitely want to um, look at Frodo's again one more time yep wondering um, Connor do you want to like share your thoughts on this chapter at all first before we maybe um, see like what notes yeah. Josh might have yeah I mean I only uh, had a couple. For, for me it really felt kind of I mean felt like kind of a fever dream from from the point where they got sucked into the trees in the last chapter through throughout this entire chapter like these people are weird the the people that they're staying with are they're both weirdos they're very strange people um they're they're always doing something and i mean uh you know moving around doing things kind of unexplained and then you know when they talk to to their guests they use it's usually in song which is kind of a cool quirk but also very strange um and then yeah like uh they you know it seems like when when um this guy is singing time kind of passes differently like when they're talking to to him or he's doing the song and, and giving him all the gossip about the forest and stuff they they don't know how much time has passed they're like oh it could have been a few hours it could have been a, a couple of days i don't know i just i know i'm yeah. like really hungry now and uh like i that kind of flew by and and uh you know there, there's kind of a veil of sleepiness over the entire thing you know it's 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 an old, like an old sleepy forest um <clears throat> So, so yeah, I mean, it it was all extremely intriguing, and and you know, I'm kind of waiting, or I I, I was waiting for like, well, when's this guy gonna like, kind of flip and when and be the the evil guy or or be something more sinister? That hasn't quite happened. Um, the closest we get is is when he um, just asks Frodo to show him the ring, which is like such. Yeah. It's right. a hugely direct question, like, chill, like, yeah. chill dude. But but he <laughs> he knows he has like seduced them all with with his singing so well that like Frodo just hands it over without even thinking. He just mm-hmm. he just gives it. To but he's him. aware. But he's aware that he's doing it and that he shouldn't be doing it. Kind, yeah, kind of. But it doesn't stop. You know, it doesn't like, stop him. Right. It says like to his to his own like detriment, personal horror. Yeah, yeah or horror yeah. or something like that. Is like he. It's like, oh, I'm handing it to him. Yeah. Why am I doing that? 
Yeah, and and like that's it's it's kind of because like there I'm like oh well he's gonna he's gonna put it on and steal it or not give it back not want to give it back, um, right? But no, I mean he just he gives it back to him and then, but that does lead to this temptation, um, or Frodo wanted to be totally sure because he because he plays a trick on Frodo. Like you know, oh the ring's gone. You know, it is like a like a sleight of hand. Like oh it's gone now. Sorry. And then Frodo's like, <laughs> Frodo's like, wait a second, that's my ring. Yeah. It's my special yeah. ring. Give it back. <laughs> and he's like, here you go, champ. It was just a joke. Don't worry. And, yeah. Um, like pulls it out from behind his ear or something. Yeah, exactly. And so Frodo's like, well, is this the same ring? It feels like it. It looks like it. I better just put it on to test it to make sure it's the real ring. And I yep. disappear. He does that and um. Uh, the Barbadou knows immediately that 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 he put it on and calls him out on it. Um, so yeah, isn't that crazy? He not only does he know that he put it on, it's he's like a, like trying to slink away. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Pr- it's pretty oh. much implied, or oh, if wait, not wait, outright said, that he could see him when he's invisible. Yes, the the big thing we gloss over was he doesn't just take the ring; he puts it on and does not disappear. Yes, right. you're right. That's the he's, big. He's more powerful than the ring. Yeah, he, he does so, not do do that to him. That's actually one of my notes. Like he knows about this land and the other, and is not affected by the ring and can see through its tricks. It's like is he like some sort of like minor god in this world? Yeah, right. I mean, he he very well could be. I, I mean, I I don't know. Is he is he up there with so, Gandalf? Is he more powerful than Gandalf? Is he powerful more powerful in different ways? I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. So when you were talking about how time seems to move differently when he's singing, it made me think like maybe his singing is just like his like his how his magic is like conveyed to the world. Yeah. And it reminded me of something I learned about the Cimmerillion in a video like years ago. I, I found it when I was I think CGP Grey is a channel I, I, I follow um, did a video on the early history of the of Middle Earth. Uh, and I think the singing might have something to do with that. And I don't want to say much more in case it becomes important later in the books. I don't know. But it's like, oh, that's that might actually be a hint to what what Tom Bombadil is. And I'm. Uh, it, 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 it really just hit me. So I'm still trying to digest that little bit of. Well, oh, could could he be that level of. Uh, it also makes me think of or like a kind of l- like a, a, a mermaid's siren song or or a siren yep. you know siren song. But he's not using it maliciously. Well, I mean, we don't like they're kind of still within the trance though. Like we could, I mean, right? He, they he could, does not appear to be using it maliciously exactly. from the point of view of the reader. They <laughs> could snap out of it and be like, "Gosh, oh, all of our shit's gone. We're we're, <laughs> we're bruised up and battered. Like fuck this guy. He was taking us for a ride." Doesn't seem like that's that's the case, but it, nope. it could be. Dude just really wants to seem to tell stories while his wife is like washing the river or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Connor. Where, um, like, I'm not really sure if it's us bringing our own background knowledge into the story, and that's why we're thinking, like, oh, like, when's the other shoe gonna drop? You know, what's, what's the turn here? Or if Tolkien, you know, is kind of like subtly, um, working in this idea that like maybe not, not all is as it appears. You yeah. know, like, is there a 
a more malicious like under layer here. And I, I, I do think Tolkien like introduces some of that idea because especially, especially with um, them going to sleep and both Goldberry and Tom Bombadil being like, don't pay attention to the noises at night, you know. Just don't worry about it. That is some and then not shit. only do they, yeah, right. They hear like weird ass noises, and well, then they all have, Sam. yeah, everyone has, ex- ex- except Sam. And then same deal, everyone except Sam has like really strange, vivid dreams, and and it definitely seems like the dreams are connected to, you know, them being in the forest at night. So, um. It, yeah, it does kind of feel like there's like another, maybe kind of like the forest itself, where it's it's kind of okay in the daytime, and as it becomes like night, it's like there's that other side to it, and they kind of embody that too a little bit. Yeah. Um, you guys were kind of talking about like what is Tom Bombadil and this and that, and um, Frodo has the same question, and I would just like to read um, that passage real quick, and maybe we could point something out there if if, if you want to touch on anything, but. Go for it. Frodo says, Who are you, master? Eh, what? Said Tom, sitting up, and his eyes glinting in the gloom. Don't you know my name yet? That's the only answer. Tell me, who are you, alone, yourself, and nameless? But you are young, and I am old. Eldest, that's what I am. Mark my words, my friends. Tom was here before the river and the trees. Tom remembers the first raindrop and the first acorn. He made paths before the big people and saw the little people arriving. He was here before the kings and the graves and the barrow whites. When the elves passed westward, Tom was here already, before the seas were bent. He knew the dark under the stars when it was fearless, before the dark lord came from outside. And uh, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. There's a lot of shit in there. I mean... So he's saying he's he's an eldest. That's what he calls himself. And he was, was an here eldest before. Or the eldest? Well, he doesn't say Anne like it's a thing. He says oh, he, is, he is his eldest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Eldest. That's what I am. So he's not really saying it like a proper noun, but he's like, I'm not an elder. Like I'm older than anything. You know. I mean, it kind of yeah, it kind of implies that he's like the the first like sentient being in the on the planet or in the universe or something i don't know sort of adam sort of i mean and i think there was a passage um i think interestingly he doesn't say he doesn't say he was here before the elves he says that he was uh like before the people but he says he was before the uh, when the elves pre- passed westward tom was already there but he doesn't say that he actually came about before the elves. Um, just that he was in this area before them. But anyways, so yeah, obviously Tom Bombadil's super old. Um, and and then he even mentions, he said he was here before the Dark Lord came from outside. Outside is capitalized, like a weird proper noun. Like, what is that? Hmm. You know, outside what? Um Outside like, the world, outside the old forest. Well, I no, I think it implies something much bigger than that. I mean, yeah, no, it, it could be that, but it's just like it—it it, it could mean anything. Is is you're right. Issue. You're right. It could. Um, we we certainly don't have enough to go off. It's all going to be speculation. But um, 
for now. Yeah, just the fact that he even mentions, like, yeah, before the, the Dark Lord was even here, too, you know. Um, and we, we do end up learning. So Goldberry is the daughter of the river, and um, Tom Bombadil is the master of the, the forest. And Frodo's like, oh, so he owns it? And she's like, no, no, that's not what that means. But, um, and she even says something like kind of weird and ominous there too. She's like, what a burden it would be to own such a thing. Like, it's like, what What the fuck are you talking about, lady? Um, (laughs) But um, I guess there's kind of this idea that he just has like power over like the natural world, you know, or, or specifically, I guess, like the trees and the grass the earth, you know, or domain um, over them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't quite seem to be like an earth bender, but you know, <laughs> he's, he's like connected to the forest. He's almost like a, a personification of it or an embodiment of it. Yeah. It seems. Also, did we mention that the trees just seem to have up and disappeared by morning? Um, sorry. It's just like, I was, we, we were you mentioned how like he seems to like control or be connected to the ground and i remembered like i was gonna make a joke about it. yeah but he also beats the trees and i remembered like oh yeah they woke up and like they were looking east and west and everything and like there there were some trees but there was more talk about grasslands and valleys and and they there was not a willow in sight hmm. so like the trees just straight up disappeared it sounds like yeah, I didn't really catch that, but they do say they move, and and we learn they definitely do. So, yeah, that was the other thing too, because uh, Frodo's talking, and he, I think he uses the term like the Willow Man, which sounds like a really creepy. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. Tom Bombadil only refers to it as Old Man Willow, but I think Frodo has a question. He's like, "What's up with the Willow Man?" Um, I got the impression Frodo was kind of building off of Tom's. Uh, nomenclature for the tree, calling him Old Man Willow. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Frodo's question came after that name popped up. Maybe I don't know if I'm gonna find because I don't really have a note for that. I just remember. Neither do I. Um, yeah. But what was interesting about it, I guess, regardless of um, what he means by the name, um, Tom Bombadil does have this mention here about about the trees and about um i thought it was interesting that you know the the trees trees, cut them down he'll he'll chop your fucking knees or whatever it is yeah that that the trees are um evil you know i feel like usually trees are like considered to be like these you know good things like it's connection to nature and purity and um but the the trees um are, are actually like resentful of like other living creatures that can like move around more freely and they have like uh there's like a really dark like bitter nature to them and yeah, um, they also they also hate moving pe- they also hate the creatures because they like chop down the trees and stuff right yes yes yeah yeah right and trees get chopped down and shit and yeah so like um you know it's not like there's like this weird spiritual idea where it's like oh you know 
the tr- we gotta save the trees, man. It's like you know, in Middle Earth, like the trees are like we gotta save you from the trees, man. They're like, yeah, right. <laughs> they're their own species, you know. It, I guess kind of like how Tolkien was like, yeah, every animal is its own thing, and they all have their own language, and they even fucking trees, you know, um, are are more sentient than um, you would first expect. Um, but there is yeah. like also a weird detail that all the trees in the forest are kind of controlled by the willow tree. Yeah, it's uh, like it, it it's the oldest and has like power over them. It's just like their leader. Yeah. So I, I was also thinking like, is it that trees are like, you know, bitter and resentful, or is it just that tree and it's like made all the other trees that way? Yeah, could be both. Could be. Obviously, it's just a minor, um, a minor detail, but it, interesting that it's in there at all. Um, yeah, there, there's more. What, what uh, is there? Something you want to jump to, Josh? I feel like we've been a little scattered or, or going back and forth here, so um, I don't know if you want to. I mean, we anything. touched on. I only had three notes for this chapter because I just didn't. Nothing really jumped out to me. Um, actually, one thing we did kind of gloss over is. Um, Goldberry immediately recognizes that um, Frodo has been named Elfriend. Oh yeah, that's true. And says it's the light of, of your eyes and the ring of your in your voice tells it. It's like, oh, so I guess being named Elfriend actually like changes you in some tangible way. It's detectable just, maybe only by uh, the higher beings. Maybe yeah, it's like it's like actually like a change to you. It's not just the title. Hmm. Yeah, I think you might be right. Whether um, that's something that they do or just something that happens, be, like you know, you like spend enough time with elves and maybe you just are changed. Off on you or uh, yeah, right. Um, but but either way, you're right. Like they can they can tell. <laughs> uh, the other thing, the only other note I have is about the note. I'm sorry, my note is about the note. Um, is about the dream that Frodo had. Yeah, that's good because I want to talk about that too. Um. But my note's mostly about stuff I half remember from the movie, so I'm not certain if we should really talk about that aspect of it. But it's like, is this foreshadowing to this part or this part that I know is coming up? <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't want to get too into it or too specific. But um, if if there's maybe things you feel like you could bring up like more broadly or more generally, I, I'd say go for it. I mean, it's stuff that people just uh, like. It, it's stuff that is very in the culture. Like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah, right. And then, like the second book is literally called the Two Towers. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, okay, is this is this the Two Towers or is this is this the Tower of Sauron mm. or Eye of Sauron? Right. I, I feel like I'm mispronouncing that, but no, I think people say yeah, Sauron. It's, it's we're Sauron? we're saying we're t- we're hearing about a pinnacle of stone, like a vast tower not made by hands. On top of it stood a figure of a man. Uh, the moon, as it rose, seemed to hang for a moment above his head and glistened in his white hair as the wind stirred it. Uh, up from the dark plain below came the crying of fell voices and the howling of many wolves. Um, suddenly a shadow like the shape of great wings passed over the moon. The figure landed on his arms and the light flashed from a staff that he wielded. Uh, and a mighty eagle swept down and bore him away. Could this be Gandalf? Could this be another wizard? Um... Yeah, and it keeps going and going, and 
Yeah, Black Riders and Frodo was Gandalf. My thought was definitely Gandalf wielding a staff and being saved by an eagle, right? My thought was uh, the other one that uh, uh, Saruman. We know he. We have heard his name. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, um, We just know that Gandalf has a relationship with the eagles. You're right. So, but is he on a pinnacle of stone somewhere? Who knows? Well, maybe. What I liked about this this whole dream thing in this this part was like, yeah, even though a lot of stuff is again like really cryptic, and it's like, okay, what's what's up with that? Um, like that part, I think is like pretty clearly signaling Gandalf, and he's also like his his absence is a big part of like Frodo's concern. And so um, here he is having this dream, and it's like, you know, is this Frodo just having a dream because he's worried about Gandalf and, you know, his his thoughts are conjuring this? But, like, it does feel, again, more like a vision or a premonition. So, um, so yeah, you know, Gandalf's absence is a, is a really big deal, and, like, we, you know, that's that's um like showcased again in this chapter briefly with this like dream sequence so i I liked it for that too (laughs) um yeah i didn't have much else to say about the others i pippin is um is what he's he's like freaking out about the willow still and mary's thinking about drowning um yep and sam is a log, a literally a log i know yeah That was another part. Um, wasn't that like another part in uh, like a Hitchhiker's? They describe like characters' dreams, and then it's like, oh, and Arthur just slept, or like, um, I don't know if we're gonna remember specifically. Oh yeah, they were all but... like, they're all like, no one could sleep, and were, were that... like super like upset and like worried about what's going on. Arthur just like, I, he's out. That's exactly what I was he thinking. Was be- of Josh. He was being boring. Yeah. Yes, I knew if I brought it up, you would get it. So I'm glad I. That's that's what this part made me think of, where it like it goes into detail about all the other characters, and then it's like, yeah, and then Sam was just out like a light. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so that was your last note, Josh. Yeah, because we already talked about uh, the other one, which is what is Tom. Okay. Like I, I just want to go. The last thing I really want to like. Um, go over one more time or like um, think about just a little bit more before we we finish up here is Tom Bombadil and the One Ring. Um, what do you think his deal is? I mean, like he he knows so much. Like he was around before Sauron in the first place. So, you know, it seems like he has to know what the ring is like pretty clearly. Um, so when he asks for it, he's like fully aware, presumably he's fully aware of what it is. So like, what's his deal? Is he just fucking around or is this, um, something he's interested in? What do you think? I think think he's fucking around. He, that's kind of been his whole shtick is just like, he's, he shows up, he was grabbing will, uh, white lilies for his, for, for Goldberry. I don't know what their relationship really is. Um, they do seem to be together, but yeah. They do, but it's not like they're married. married. Like, that's never explicitly stated. It's, just, it's like, all right. Yeah. Um, they seem beyond that kind of 
connection. But uh, true. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I went to go get white lilies for for Goldberry, and just coincidentally walked into you guys. If this had been any other day, I would have like like any other day closer to the end of fall. I never would. I wouldn't wasn't coming back this way again. I mean, did you even buy that? Because we also know from this chapter, I forget if it's Goldberry who says it or if it is Tom Bombadil, but like we know that they've been tipped off by Gildor even, the elf from one of the previous chapters. True. Yeah, no, I, I got the feeling that he was genuine the whole time. Um, he's just like happy-go-lucky, but also like deadly serious at the same time. It's a really weird combination. Yeah. Yeah, but, my, I mean, my like alarm bells were going off the entire time but there was like nothing to sink my teeth into like i like i i have no uh definite or definitive reason to think that there's something else afoot Um, yeah there's no there's there's no indication that they're planning something aside from maybe their bad dreams but yeah they were warned explicitly not to worry about those so (laughs) by them yeah, I True. Mean, it, yeah, it's he could just be a really eccentric, like otherworldly being or or a spirit. Yeah, that's that's uh, that just lives in the forest. I don't. I mean, or he could be he is the forest, or he could, you know, uh, be the heel and and turn next next chapter. I don't know. What's the next chapter called? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Fog on the Barrow Downs. Hmm. I guess I just felt like. Um, Do you think he he's a uh, has ulterior motives? Not nec- I, I not necessarily. Using, using meta knowledge of the movies, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I don't think he has any ulterior motives that we have to worry about. Yeah, I feel like um, he he seems to, like, know everything. Like, I think he has all the knowledge of, like, what's going on. But um, he just, he is, like, beyond, you know, really caring about any of it. Like, it just doesn't matter to him. Because um, he is just, like, so, so outside of, like, that realm of, of you know, even having it affect him. Yeah. Um, he does kind of feel godlike in that regard, where um, he he's, he just has this aura of being like above all this stuff, and like um, you know, Frodo was told by Gandalf like this whole journey with the One Ring is like the most dangerous, important, perilous, significant possible fucking thing that could ever be, and Tom Bombadil's like, let me see the ring, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He is not tempted by it. No. Well, yeah, Frodo it's... even mentions, like, you know, oh, what's... He he feels like, um... He's, like, so open, and he, he's, like, connected with Tom Bombadil, like, so quickly. He, like, tells him all this shit, you know? Yep. It, it kind of does make me think a little about what Connor was saying, where it's like, you know, is... is Are they, like, kind of lured in this false sense of security? But I... 
the short answer, just to wrap up here, because I think you want to add something, Connor, is that um, I don't think Tom Bombadil is evil, but like I think he's treating like the journey that Frodo and everyone else on is is kind of just like a fun like game to him. Like it's just yeah. amusing that they're doing it. Yeah, it's a story, the, and it's just way more serious for them. Definitely, yeah, and and I I, th- I think the um, the example you kind of just brought up where you know he he tries on the ring he takes the ring and it's kind of casual no big deal to him doesn't really affect him that much but i i really do get the feeling that when frodo put it on he he kind of was was keenly aware of the gravity of it for them though because you know he kind of chastises Frodo in you know kind of a, a nice way like get the ring off come back and what we have more to talk about whatever but I, I mean I I think he know like he's he's wise enough to know like you know no that's not going to work for you you can't that that's that's that kind of um, puts you on a uh, darker path so I, I, I kind of felt like he he knows maybe the stakes are higher for them but um, but he is above that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's so weird to, like, introduce a character like that so early on. Um, I really, I don't even know what to compare it to. Yeah. It, it would be like if you're watching, like, uh, Star Wars A New Hope. And then, like, when, you know, everyone's on their way to the Death Star, it's like, oh, we got to make, like, a quick pit stop over here. And then, like, you know, they meet, like, fucking power level 9,000 extended universe character with, you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, wow, check it out. It's it's that fucking, it's, uh, it's Darth Plagueis. Like, he's just there. But then, like, they keep going after, you know? Like, they, they just don't talk about it again. Like, um, he's just, like, a really weird character to introduce. Like, not just because he's, like, bizarre and eccentric, but it's, like... It, it really feels like they just kind of ran into like this this god character, and it's like, oh, thanks for you know. It's like, do you want to do more? Like, you know, I know you want to help us out anymore, or okay, I guess we're just gonna go then. It does kind of yeah. remind me of um, God from Hitchhikers a little bit too, but I mean, they're, they're very different characters, but they live you know in a cabin in the woods, right? Like it's yeah, um, yeah. It it's just kind of like like the, the ruler of the the universe yeah, or whatever, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, very different characters, but um, but yeah, it, it it does seem he's just kind of yeah, he, he's this god like. I mean, he, at the very least, he feels like the god of the forest, you know. Yeah, yeah. At the very yep. least, and they just kind of ran into him. So I, I I I don't know. I hope we get more. I hope there is a uh, point to this interaction. But I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised if that was it. If it was just like, oh, this is one of the little. Uh, one of the little adventures they got into on their journey. Yeah. Which yeah, I guess makes in that weirder. In that regard, you know, whether there's more or not, like, it's funny because, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, I kind of had to I read, read through this fast. I was like, ah, oh, we're going to talk soon. So I, I felt like I just, like, blasted through it. And then, um, you know, really cool just hashing it out and breaking it down with you guys because, um, it feels like talking about it, like all the all the mystery surrounding him, all the weird little details that he kind of like hints about or just touches on. It's like, even if it, it was just, you know, these two chapters, um, I could see how he would leave this weird impact on 
um, readers, you know, and the story at large, because it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, what is this guy's deal? You know, if we don't find anything else out, then it's like, he's just as mysterious as he seems. And then if we do, it's like, well, we, you know, what are, what are the the consequences of that too? So, um, I, I'm I'm happy to have uh, finally encountered Tom Bombadil. It's fun talking about it with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, where we where we leave off here, unless there's anything else you know you want to add or um, you wanted to mention, but it's also kind of interesting that um, you know we leave off and um, Tom is kind of giving them guidance about where to go next and what to do, and he even teaches them like this song, which actually goes back to what. Connor and Josh, you guys were talking about like, do his songs have power or is that connected to his magic? Because he teaches it to them like it's defensive, like it's a spell or something to protect them. Or like it would call him to their aid or something. Like I was was looking at that, I was like, huh, does he have more part of the story than I thought he did? Maybe, yeah. He says, then he taught them a rhyme to sing if they should by ill luck fall into any danger or difficulty the next day. Um, so, I mean, he, he definitely teaches it to them in, in regards of, yeah, right. Whether it summons him or whether it does something, it's, it's meant to, you know, help them somehow. So it's not just some goofy little song in the end. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to have to find out. And it's, it's also interesting that they, I guess, presumably if they sang the same song, they would have that power too. Or maybe, or is it something that he like, you know, gives them like, oh, here's a gift. You can use my power now, like for for this. I don't know. <laughs> and he, literally, for like every chapter now, anytime there's a problem, yeah. they're like, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe you weren't that far off uh, calling him Tom Beelzejuice. You know, maybe they say <laughs> yeah. it three times and he, he they summon him or some shit. I he think shows that might up. be the case. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a weird and you know confounding chapter, but I I liked it a lot. I was, I was very happy with its inclusion i like when it gets weird um we have way more questions than answers and i think it's gonna stay that way probably mm-hmm. yep yeah it doesn't surprise i was i thought that um you would you would like this guy connor and that this would be like a a fun section for you to yeah, talk about absolutely <laughs> yeah so uh, so yeah so next uh next time you know, I guess, you know, stay tuned and stick around to see if we find out more about Tom Bombadil. And, um, you know, I guess the hobbits are going to, like, try and almost definitely fail to avoid, like, fucking undead creatures. Um, the Barrow Whites. So, yeah, you know, they really do not have to like go very far for them to be in like immediate mortal peril. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, the Shire's so nice, and that you know, it's like you just like walk twenty fucking feet, and it's like, yeah, that's where the zombies are, dude. Like, don't go there. <laughs> do you remember from a SpongeBob movie? It's like they they step out of Bikini Bottom or something, and then they like three steps down the road, they get mugged. <laughs> I don't, but that's like essentially it. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, All right, are we ready to wrap it up? You know, Frodo and Sam do kind of have a SpongeBob Patrick relationship, respectively. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Sam Gary. 
it's no sam is definitely patrick it's it's I'm, it's it's been more gary though thus far like sam sam has potential to be the patrick of spongebob but he didn't he barely even spoke the, the, the like for these two chapters he has like one line in the first chapter i don't know if he has I, any in the second no, i was I thinking think, that i think yeah. i think pippin is gary i don't know why i just like pippin talks too much yeah. No, I, I was thinking but, that. talks to Gary all the time and, like, understands him. But, I mean, it is. it was funny that Sam didn't have, like, any lines. Any. He didn't yeah. say anything. For, right. like, the first half of the first chapter, I was like, did something happen to Sam that I'm forgetting? Yeah. Now? Like, did, he, did they leave him behind or something? Like, I was, like, waiting yeah. for them to be like, oh, shit, where's Sam? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. hopefully he has more to do going forward, too. Um, hopefully he can earn that Patrick title. <laughs> I, I think he just might. Yeah, I think Sam might have some, some roles right. to play in the future. All right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there. Well, Thanks, that's, guys. That's, uh, it's an early one tonight. Um, still yeah, actually, almost an hour and a half. Really quick note. I, I actually was at the store over the weekend and saw Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, like both trilogies in one package. And I looked at the price tag real quick, just to curious. It was like twenty dollars. Holy shit! That's six movies. I looked a little closer. Oh, uh, they're DVDs. <laughs> and I am. I'm very much a Blu-ray person at this point. I'm still no. pro DVD. I think we I was going to say back. you should have got them anyways. You should have. Yeah. Should have got them for me. I don't, I don't know if they were even, Blu-ray player. I don't even know if they were uh, the extended editions or not. So don't Blu-rays have like like a DVD slot? Maybe oh yeah, they, maybe they used to. I don't know if they do anymore. Oh yeah, no, it's just it's lower video quality. That's why. Yeah, I don't but use like, them anymore. Uh, I mean, like, who really cares that much though? Yeah, I mean, do, do you if even know? If I'm investing in, no. if I'm investing in, would you even media, really I notice? It, I'm not saying do you care. I'm saying would you notice? For physical media, yeah, I probably would. Hmm. I don't buy it. For a movie, I probably would notice the difference between like 480 and 720. Because DVD is only 480p quality. I think that's as good as you need to get. I think after, I think I, that's I, the bare minimum. And if I'm spending twenty dollars, I, I expect more I, than. I actually bare think minimum. if it gets any higher quality than four eighty p, it's uh, it looks this worse. Being contrarian again, it actually, what looks worse? This I think we're gonna. Again. I think we're gonna. Sometimes go back it does. Sometimes it does look weird. Like when th- you know, it'll be like it's too vivid, like super HD, and yeah, and then like. You know, you get like those weird, like, uh, like the like the frame rate of it is like in a weird, like it's like too advanced, and then it looks like yeah. all the characters are like superimposed over a fake background and yeah, shit. You know, exactly. Like, yeah, I, that well, does that's, that does happen. Part of that is the TV settings, so you got to. I think we need that, to but. stop trying to improve the quality. I think we're good on quality of video. We can stop. We can yeah. we can move on to something else. Like, yeah, like how about improving the quality of our lives? Wow. How about improving the quality of our uh, healthcare system? You know? Amen. I was going to joke about improving quality of this podcast, but then you you made it serious. Well, I mean, <laughs> arguably the pod, that's that's the most important thing we could use our time and I money think, to improve. I think we've peaked on in that regard too. I don't think there's any improving this podcast at this point. I think we've done it. This is it. 
Yeah, and I mean, really, uh, after after this beginning where we talked about nothing for twenty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're lucky we it did today. It was a today. Seinfeld reference, Josh. Come on, we're lucky we did today because we we didn't have a whole lot to talk about in the for the actual chapters. So we 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 uh, you know padded our episode out a good bit. So. It worked. Okay. Anyways, folks, if uh, you like what you've heard and you want more, um, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are thinking that right now. Uh, go to patreon.com slash chapter jumps. Uh, we have a lot of cool things going on. Um, you can check it all out. See it for yourself. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chapter jumps pod. Uh, you could also email us at chapter jumps pod at gmail.com. And as always, until the next time. Old Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. Bright blue his jacket is, and his boots are yellow. Mm. Piss yellow. Yuck. Yuck.